Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow! I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? This is History Box! And yet again, we're attempting to work our way through Gulliver's Travels, all four parts of it. The last two weeks, Sam, I don't think we've done anything at all about Gulliver's good. Travels. Yeah, it's good in a way, but in other ways, you know, it feels as though we're just killing time. We could be doing other things. So well, let's yeah, try. that's true. But the thing is, right, why did oh, we, we start doing Gulliver's Travel? Yeah. Because, I'll tell you why, it's really simple. Because this is a story about a geezer who some, somehow, and to be honest, the book just doesn't make it clear how, mm. fucking, as a shipwreck, a boss is up on an island where everyone's fucking tiny. Yeah. And he is normal size. Yeah. And then the less well-documented element of the story is that he, he fucks off from that island and goes mm. to another island where everything's the opposite. He's tiny and every other cunt's big. Yeah. Why did we decide to look at this in more detail because that's well I don't know but it sounds funny and interesting doesn't it but but yeah but we haven't we haven't scratched the surface there's so much more to look at have you got the page there in front of you I'm just going to get it up in front of me there's pictures down the side I've never even noticed the pictures down the side there's one it's Gulliver looking up into the sky at Laputa a floating island fuck me and then underneath that, there's Gulliver in discussion with. There's a word I can't pronounce. Hui, hums, and it's a couple of horses. He's having a chat with a couple of horses. Fucking hell! We've not even yeah. you know, delved into it properly. Let's try. Let's try. Let's try our best. See now, how far yeah. we can get. Right, part two. Right, a voyage to Brom, Brom Dignag. Uh, we'll try and do this every week. Right. Yeah, we do. Okay, Gulliver, he's back out again. He's been home from Lilliput, he's had a rest, got his shit together, and he's away out again on oh, the sailing ship adventure. Oh, he went home first adventure. to normal, pla- normal Earth. He went home? Yeah. Oh, I thought this was all like he went straight from Lilliput to Brogbing Bang. No, Bing no, no, he, he, he went home. He, he, uh, okay. he got rescued from Lilliput by a passing ship which takes him home with some Lilliputian animals that he took with him. So he's took some tiny animals with him. You know, like them little plastic farm animals you get in a bag. Yeah, he's nicked it. I'm having them. There's no cunt's going to believe me when I get back, so I better bring some evidence. Like that tiny fucking cow. I'll get these through customs, no problem. I'll just put them in my pockets. No one's going to be any the wiser. 
I'll pop this one. This this one's a bit bigger. This this is a, a lily putty and elephant, but it's still only the size of like <laughs> maybe a a beetle on normal in normal terms. So I I pop that elephant up my bum hole just in case <laughs> customs get a little bit. You know they have their sniffer dogs out, and they they crack down on bringing uh, wild stock livestock into the country. <laughs> so I popped an elephant up my bum. And what I'll I just shit that out once I get I could, home. I could put all the animals in some in a condom and then tie <laughs> it. I'll, I'll put some air holes in so they can breathe, like you do <laughs> with boxes when you transport animals. I'll swallow them and then shit them out when I get home. And then and they'll be fine. I'll put on a fucking. I'll go up. I'll do. There's a local craft fair in my area. Like once a month on a Sunday, I'll set up a fucking trestle table there, and I'll charge everyone a few quid to come and have a look at the fucking tiny animals. <laughs> fucking hell! It's a license to print money. This, as long as none of them die when they're in my guts, or start so- eating each other inside the fucking condom, which is a big risk. <laughs> I mean, you don't get that with cocaine, but with live animals, it could be a problem. Could be an issue. Uh, so, I'm a big fan of Banged Up Abroad. I don't know if you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of that goes on there. Not so much animals. It is mainly heroin and cocaine. Condoms <laughs> bursting and whatnot. <laughs> so I do, I, in a way, that's been all research for this. <laughs> so he's, uh, yeah, he got back on the 13th of April, 1702, and he set out again on the 20th of June. So he was back home for two months got his shit together and obviously got itchy itchy feet and then um, wanted to head out again. So he, he heads off in his sailing ship adventure. Um, it gets blown off course by storms and he's forced to sail for land in search of fresh water. It says he's abandoned by his companions and left on a peninsula. <laughs> Thanks, lads. Yeah, we're off, Gulliver. Fuck this. See you, cunts. <laughs> I'll not fucking forget this. You fucking arseholes. <laughs> I'd have thought you'd have stuck with us after I brought the little animals back from Lilliput. Anything could happen. You fucking boring bastards. <laughs> I've got... A, <laughs> my guts are full of miniature animals here. And you're just fucking off and leaving me. I don't know what's happened to them. <laughs> He's, uh, so he, he arrives on Brobdingnag and it says the grass of Brobdingnag is as tall as a tree. And uh, Gulliver is found by a farmer who is about 72 foot tall. Fucking hell. <laughs> and Gulliver works that out by estimating the man's step being 10 yards. Um, I've worked do, it do, out. I kind of figure out, you're really, you're really big. I can't figure out how tall you Can you do a step for me? I'll be able to measure that, then I'll work it out from that. Oh, just using, just maths. you know, maths. <laughs> do you maths. have maths here? We've got it back where I'm from. It's it's boring, but I tell you what, it's fucking handy sometimes. Sometimes it's useful. Like now, maths boring but, but handy. <laughs> boring <laughs> as fuck, but you never know when you'll need it. But do you just? I know you don't want us to go on too many tangents, but we haven't discussed care. maths much on Top Flight care. Time Machine. No, over the years, which is strange, we've discussed most things. What is your take on maths now in adulthood? Do you think it's boring, or do you think that's just what people say? Because I sometimes think, damn, saying maths is boring. Because like my kids have fallen into that, mm. and it's just a fucking branding problem with maths. Like it's, you know, I thought yeah. maths was boring. I didn't have a mathematical brain. I still don't. But 
I'm more chill about it now because when you're at school, you tense up. Fucking maths, fuck. Right. Mm. I used. I got to, a I C to... in my GCSE for maths. Yeah, same. Scraped through with a C. I used to be. Yeah. Well, I still am really good at like mental arithmetic and that kind right. of thing. Your basics, mm. your times tables, and all that. Well, I was always I can... better on countdown at doing yeah. the conundrum than I yeah. was. At, and you would have thought, as a man of letters myself. You would have thought that I'd be dead good at the word things, mm. right? Because I know fucking loads of words, don't I? Yeah, right, like same. you. But and I'm not so good at maths. But I'm shit at countdown with the words. Yeah. But with yeah. the fucking someone, I'm really good. Weird. Yeah, I'm the same. It needs it needs practice, I reckon, on yeah. the words. You need to learn the little um, tricks, tricks, like after like crosswords. Are you any good at crosswords? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Not, not, not cryptic ones. I fucking hate cryptic ones. Oh, no, that's for cunts. Fuck off. Um, but my good wife, she fucking loves the crosswords. She's, like, obscenely good at crosswords, yeah. right? And at Scrabble. And mm. we play Word Feud, which is, like, a sort of an app that you, that's basically Scrabble, but it's called Word Feud, right? Mm-hmm. But even the kids beat me, right? Really? And they're like, oh, you know, like the whole narrative in my house is, oh, dad's really thick, right? But mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it sort of upsets me a bit. But whatever, you know, and some, you can last, imagine. Mm, last I, time I, I went on holiday. Yeah. Last time I had a foreign holiday a couple of years ago, I bought a crossword book before I went. Ooh, that's and what I was Anna doing does cross- all the time. I was sitting she in the sunshine them. doing crosswords. And yeah. I felt so grown up. Good. She gets full puzzle books, mainly crosswords, but with a bit of Sudoku and word search mm. thrown in. Mm-hmm. If I buy yeah. my good wife a big puzzle book, if we're going on holiday, right, yeah. I'll go, oh, I've just, uh, just got to go and get some, I don't know, some batteries in Smiths, mm. right? You st- No, you stay here. Just got to get some batteries in Smiths. <laughs> if I bring her back a puzzle book that yeah. she hasn't asked a big fat one, she, that is, like, okay. amazing. Yeah. She reacts like some wives would react to, like, diamond earrings I'll or something. Bet. yeah. Yeah. yeah, eyes will light up, do they? Yeah, thought of all that. Oh puzzles. yeah, don't but, worry that, about that. I'm in her good books if I get her a puzzle book. That gets back to what I was going to say about maths. I was I was always good at mental arithmetic, but then when you get into like algebra and stuff like that, which is what my son started reached that stage now, that yeah. just used to fuck me head up. I couldn't get it. But all it is, it's puzzles. It's like puzzles, yeah, and once you puzzles, know the rules, yeah. but it's it feels intimidating when you're at school, doesn't it? Yeah, totally, because it's letters. And I didn't, I didn't fucking wander yeah. in here to do letters. I don't know I mean, if you noticed this when your kids were at primary school, but now school's much harder. Yeah. And like, at, at primary school, they do maths that was beyond me in secondary school. So my, mm. I became of no use with maths homework quite early on in their yeah. education. Because yeah, they, they do, I swear they even do bits of algebra even at primary school they, now. They, yeah, I think they do. I mean, I'm at the bit, a stage now where my son needs help with his algebra and I'm like, no idea, mate. I'd need to sit down and st- do maths it, lessons It is one it. for the teachers, right? Because I know we have teachers listening to the show and, and as hopefully they know, we are huge fans and supporters and we feel huge gratitude towards the teaching yeah. community. But I know that everyone, after Michael Gove was the education secretary, he changed education quite fundamentally. Mm-hmm. And But here's my controversial theory, because I know most teachers and parents um, hate go, you know the changes Gove made to education. Mm-hmm. But am I, I'm, I stand to be corrected on this. But sometimes I think, maybe he just made everything harder, and maybe that's not an entirely bad thing. Because I... 
just think that the stuff they study at school now is harder than yeah. what I was studying at school. Yeah. And I don't think that's bad necessarily. It just mm. fucking pushes them a bit more. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't know. There's less room for know. fucking around. Like, we just... Look, let's be honest. You were probably the same as me. If I look at my school... I knuckled down when I did my A-levels, right? I really knuckled down. And no one was making me do that. I just suddenly Ooh. became more... I just... I don't know what happened. I had an epiphany overnight and started working hard. But when I was at school doing my GCSEs, yeah, just like... I don't know, 80% of the time is devoted to fucking about. And there's nothing about, yeah. To, yeah. there was nothing to really stop you fuck. That was what school was, wasn't it? You were yeah. just fucking about. Yeah. But A-levels was like that for me as well, because it was college, and you didn't really have to turn up. I felt more grown up. Yeah. And there was less fucking about. Yeah, we, I don't know. We, we got distracted because my best mate had a car. So, yeah. you know, you had, you had the fucking freedom. Yeah, people started getting cars. Off. And yeah. then also we were like about a mile from the beach and the arcades and we'd go down to the arcades and play bomb jack next to the beach, which seemed yeah, like a much good. better thing to do rather than doing A-levels. Yeah, if you're near a beach, I mean, that's a terrible distraction for a yeah. young person. So uh, don't put colleges near But yeah, fucking about all I'm saying is, and I'm probably, and I know there's lots wrong and I'm look, I'm not going to fucking take the side of Michael Govier. I'm just making the observation that school's much harder than it was when we were kids. It's yeah. stricter. Yeah. And the work's harder. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether it's too hard. I, 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 I don't know, because I'm not there doing it. Do you know what I mean? And also, yeah. I mean, mem- your memories knows? of when you Who did Who cares? It. Fuck it. We're not kids anymore. We're, yeah. we're adults, which bit. is brilliant. Yeah. Get on with it, kids. Being kids is a fucking hassle. Do you know what? Yeah, I, I look at my kids, I think, look at my daughter, I think, fucking hell, she has to get the bus everywhere. Fuck that. I've got a nice car. <laughs> 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 being a kid's a right hassle yeah. right? You're, you're always skint right yeah can't do what you want right you have to fucking have whatever you, you, your parents make you food I mean I made them the most disgusting dinner last week it was unbelievable <laughs> right I chucked a load of sh- I just chucked loads of shit in the slow cooker first thing in the morning because I thought oh, I'll do that then I haven't got to worry later about cooking just by the time it. it got to fucking dinner time it was literally like sludge yeah but they had to eat it because I was like well that's what's for dinner yeah, pierced. fucking eat it. Yeah, eat it or starve. Eat my sludge. <laughs> so they starved. I went to Len yesterday. He was. We were playing FIFA, and he told me something that he did. He bought a player without scouting him first, so he didn't know what his rating was. He took a gamble, and he mm. overpaid on a player who turned out to have a low rating. And he's telling me this, and I went, "Mate, that's a schoolboy error." And then there was an awkward silence, and I went, "Well." Suppose you are a schoolboy, though, aren't you? And he went, "Yeah, exactly. What's wrong with that?" And I, I went, "Yeah, well, I mean, you make errors. That's the thing about schoolboys. They literally named a type of error after you." <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah, now nah, being an adult's better than being a kid, isn't it? Totally. Anyway, school- let's get back to Gulliver because whilst we had a little interruption to the recording there, you might I noticed, noticed some. Depends on the edit. I noticed some great Gulliver data, but I'll uh, let you continue right. with it. Well, all right. So the farmer is um, seventy-two foot tall. Uh, the giant farmer brings Gulliver home and his daughter, who's called Glumdal Glumdalclitch. Fucking hell, Swift. His daughter Glumdalclitch. She's got her own Wikipedia page. I'm tempted to click on it. Yeah, well, that'll be next week. All right, do it. If you feel like you need to do it, do it. I'm doing it. I've done it now. 
Glumdal Critch is the name Gulliver gives his nurse in book two of Gulliver's Travels. He gives it to I'm going to call you <laughs> Glumdal Critch. Don't ask me why. You just look like a Glumdal Critch to me. name's Helen. No, 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 no. That's too I'm hard to remember. You if it's all the same to you, I'd rather call you Glumdal Kitch. <laughs> so he comes ashore. He's captured by a giant farmer who perceives Gulliver only as an animal, a freak of nature resembling a man-shaped mouse. I mean, it's a table's turn, isn't it? Tables turned from the hey, first man. story. Hey, man. <laughs> Some sort of mouse in there. It's <laughs> like shaped like a, like a bloke. <clears throat> Fucking weirdest mouse I've ever seen. I saw. It's definitely I a mouse, saw, though. I was dropping my kid off at his school bus stop this morning, and as I was driving home, uh, I saw a squirrel on some yeah. little patch of grass nearby, and I don't often see squirrels around when I'm out and about. Right. And I saw this little squirrel, and do you know what I did? I just what? shouted, Wahey! <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> to, to no one in particular. Jalapeño. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Jalapeño. We've got fucking loads of squirrels here, mate. I thought I mean, you I'm might not, do, living where you do. I know yeah. that the government say they're levelling up and trying to make, like, the north more... Mm. Like they're spread, they're trying to spread the wealth and all the rest of it. So I'm not trying to rub it in, but there are loads of squirrels here in my garden every day. I mean, I just hope that Boris Johnson, this isn't just empty hot air, mm. and that he's going to make an equal number of squirrels available mm. in the northeast. I mean, I don't want to get too political, but I think anyone that takes levelling up seriously for more than a second. It's completely fucking deluded because we've had this well, before. We had, we had. Do you remember what was it called? The fucking northern. What was it called? I forgot what it was called. House. The northern powerhouse. Nothing that's came of I, that. That's my nickname for you, mate. The northern powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing came <laughs> of that. Nothing. And now we've got. So they've just rebranded, rebranded it as levelling up, and it means fuck all, and nothing will happen anyway. Sorry. Well, uh, all I'm saying is <clears throat> Boris Johnson. There are. I've got a fucking surplus of squirrels and Andy gets so excited if he sees one squirrel he gives it the old wahey. Hey. Something about that doesn't seem right or fair. Redistribute the fucking squirrels. All then I'm maybe we'll start is, to take you seriously. All I'm saying is I'm not expecting there to be any surplus of squirrels around here anytime soon. Nah, under this government. Right. Put it that way. Yeah. Um so yeah. Uh this is Glumdal Klitsch. Uh so the farmer takes Gulliver home. The farmer doesn't seem to have a name. Um, but his name and his, his daughter oh the daughter's only nine uh, and she's a child not above 40 feet high being little for her age uh, she makes Gulliver her pet creates a small travel case for him ah <laughs> oh, lovely which is a miniature bed chamber in a box so she's, she's got like dolls out stuff for him to hang around in and is amused to play yeah. with him as if he were a doll um if Gulliver knows hell. her real name, he does not tell the reader. And Fucking uh, hell, she thinks I'm a doll. It's a fucking nightmare. I mean, don't get me wrong, she made me this little travelling box, which I do like. <clears throat> but fucking hell, she pushes and pulls my limbs about. It's annoying. 
I suppose, though, it could be worse, because if I was out there fending for myself, I'd be dead within 10 minutes, so at least she's looking after me. Yeah. I'll just go with it for yeah, a bit. It's, it's got its pros and cons. It says she's a skilled seamstress with a talent for making dolls clothes, and although Gulliver admires the wardrobe that she makes for him... Oh, you've done me a Harlequin suit. Very nice. Thank you very much. I'll put that on. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I need a Harlequin suit for these live shows we're doing. Yeah. Just to say as well, live shows from November the 1st onwards, if you haven't got tickets yet, it is going to be quite the spectacle. Is Yeah, I'm feeling very good about these live shows. I think there's some pretty spectacular I, stuff. I don't Some people might have come to the ones we did in 2019, but I should just say, these are not podcast live shows where we sit behind a desk or two chairs and nah, do an that's episode. that's lazy cunts. No, yeah. we've fucking written loads of stuff. We'll be doing we will bring and some of your favourite elements of mm-hmm. this podcast to life. Mm-hmm. We're talking 3D immersive mm-hmm. entertainment. Emotional roller coaster. So TFTM, mm-hmm. no, tftimemachine.com slash live shows. And uh, get tickets because some of the shows are almost sold out. Um, so where are we? Yeah, Gulliver. So he finds that even the finest Brodingangian fabric is coarse and irritates his skin. Oh, it's very coarse. (laughs) This is fucking Harlequin suit. It's very coarse. Oh, Jesus. Right between my thighs. (laughs) Skin's going raw. Um, Gulliver grows very proud of the stunts. I missed a sentence. The farmer takes Gulliver about as a freak show, charging observers money for performances. Ooh. Good. Good idea. Good. That's what I'd yeah, do if I found exactly. a mouse that was shaped like a man. How can I fucking monetize this? I've got this little mm. mouse man cunt who my daughter's looking after in his Harlequin suit. How can I monetize it? Down do the you pub, remember... Put him um, on the table. Who's the actress who plays Cloudy in um, Yesterday's Hero? Suzanne Summers. Do you, remember, do you remember when her husband, there was an intruder, but her husband yes. thought it was a mouse? Or did he think it was a frog? I can't remember. I think it was a frog, wasn't it? It was a man. Oh, okay. All right. Ah, uh, it's just probably a frog. Because I think it was on like their patio or something, or courtyard area where she was doing this live yeah. stream, and he just kind of appeared from the street. Uh-huh. And her husband just, yeah. just really politely and calmly coaxed him back out into the street. Told him to fuck off he might down have the been hill. a knocker. He might have been a knocker, might have been mate. A knocker. Elliot knocker. Might have just been selling the old chamois leathers door to door. Yeah, just trying to earn some money. Um. So the Queen of Brobdignag takes Gulliver into her court, and also has Glumdalclitch brought to court with him. Uh, Gulliver, the prideful Gulliver. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's got an ego on him. Thinks of himself as being greatly honoured and promoted by moving to court, but never ceases to love and seek the approval of the little girl who first helped him. Um, That's about it from that little diversion. Uh, The story itself. Yeah, the farmer treats him as a curiosity and exhibits him. The constant display makes Gulliver sick. And then the farmer sells him to the Queen. Um... And uh, Gulliver is too small to use the huge chairs, beds, knives and forks, etc. So the Queen commissions a small house to be built for him so he can be carried around in it. It's called his travelling box. Make him a little house. 
He ca- he's fucking. He's he's making a fucking mess of trying to use those knives and forks. He's fell down the toilet again. Look, he's down there <laughs> swimming in the bowl. He All he got to do him is make him his own house because he, he'll die soon. Lift and then out. where will we be? We're not going to find. I tell you what. I tell you this for nothing. Fair enough, he will die at some point. But when he does, we will never find anything like this again. <laughs> we will lift not. Him out, lift him out of that toilet water. No, I'm not, I'm not touching toilet water. It's clean. The water's clean. I bleached he it yesterday. He hasn't pissed in it. Get some tongs. Then I don't have to put my hand in. Oh, for fuck's sake, I'll do it. Get out of the way. <laughs> Get one of them dog shit bags. Pick him up with that. Um, right what we need is a house that can also be transported we'll call it his travelling box (laughs) I like the next line mate because it says two things in a really throwaway manner that you just sort of it's almost like yeah this happens but it's not a big deal I I almost want to reach for the book itself and explore them further but go on proceed yeah it says between small adventures such as fighting giant wasps and being carried to the roof by a monkey, he discusses the state of Europe with the king of Brobdingdang. Fuck's sake. Don't just skirt over a fight with some giant wasps and being carried on. Some people would fill a whole book with either of those fucking stories. I go to John Wikipedia. Your definition of small adventures is very small adventures. But fighting giant wasps. And you're focusing on his tedious fucking conversation about the state of Europe yeah. with the king of Brob Ding Dang. Fucking hell, mate. The state of Europe is one of the most boring conversations in any fucking era that you can have. Yeah. I mean, if you're ever looking, if you're ever in the news agents, you know, to get your copy of the Beano or the Racing Post. Or a crossword you book. Ha- yeah, or your crossword book. And you accidentally see a copy of The Economist, which, by the way, costs about seven quid now, right? Yeah, they're not daft. You're looking. And they've got a silly fucking drawing, and it'll always be something like a jigsaw puzzle of Europe Mm. and with one piece cryptically missing. And I'm supposed to fucking understand what that means. And it goes, the state that Europe's in. And I think, fuck that, not that again. Why don't they get a new idea? Or it'll be Angela Merkel with, with some puppets. Yeah, exactly. The puppets will be different flags of other countries and stuff like that. Yeah, and you think this is a shit cover? In my day, all you did was you put Katie Price on the cover, right? And you make the cover line something like "Heartbreak." Now that will get people buy it, spending their money. But fucking Angela Merkel as some sort of Geppetto? Nah, Mm. no thanks. Um, yeah, I want to know more about the giant wasps and the and the roof monkey. Uh, what happened when he was on the roof of the monkey? For fuck's sake. Jesus. We're never going to find out. What kind of a deep dive is this? He discusses the state of Europe with the king of Brobdignag. The king is not happy with Gulliver's accounts of Europe. Roar! I am not happy with your accounts of Europe. Uh, silence! Stop saying it! Stop telling me your opinions on Europe. They displease me. Uh, Europe sounds silly! Um, <laughs> especially learning upon the use, upon learning of the use of guns and cannon, cannon singular, not plural. Um, on a trip to the seaside, <laughs> a trip to the seaside. <laughs> this is this is Jonathan Swift thinking. I need to end this story here. I've had enough of it. I don't know how to end it. Right here's what happens. On a trip to the seaside, <laughs> Gulliver's travelling box is seized by a giant eagle. 
which drops Gulliver <laughs> and his box into the sea, where he is picked up by sailors who return him to England. The end. <laughs> there we go. Bang. Get that off to the agent. Send this to the publisher. See if they're willing to pay the advance on the basis of this and say, I'll finish the third section of the book once I've got the money. <laughs> So then, yeah, it needs a bit of finessing, but that'll come later down the line. For now, the eagle thing's fine. <clears throat> so then we've got, oh, Jesus Christ, we, we touched on this last week. Gulliver has another two months at home, getting over his uh, his latest adventure. Obviously gets... Resting up, getting yeah, some proper fucking ready. food inside of me. So that was Resetting a four-year... Resetting my fucking demons. <laughs> that was a four-year adventure, and he gets back on Catching the... up with a few old pals who I haven't seen for a while. Some of whom actually have outstanding debts, so I settle that up too. The various different bits of admin, life admin, I have to take care of back in England before try I go out again for another adventure. Try to put a crew together for the next mission, unlike them soppy cunts who came last time and then fucked off as soon They're as fucking, the, the sea got the band, choppy. First sign of trouble, they were fucking nowhere to be seen. I want to get some proper fucking stand-up some lads now. fucking backbone. Um, this is part three. <laughs> a voyage to Laputa... Balnibarbi, Lugnag, Glub Dub Drib, and Japan. I mean, we touched on this last week. We uh, yeah. so we'll um, just don't. I'll just say the last place is Japan. Oh, you need another one. Ideas. I can't think of another one. Just put Japan. Japan. But Japan's a real place. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So is England. Yeah, I no never one... said <laughs> when I fucking came up with this idea that everywhere would be pretend. Some places are pretend, some places are not. So Japan will be one of the places that is not pretend that he goes to. This is 1726, pal. None of my fucking readers know anything about Japan. No one's been. We know it's there, but it'll, no one's been. It'll be a proper eye-opener to them. I think it'll. it's actually got a chance of being the most popular chapter, the bit about <laughs> Japan. Because um, what's interesting about Japan is... Tell you a couple of things that I know about Japan that I'll be writing about in the book. <laughs> One, they have tiny electronic pets, yeah, that they treat like real pets. Fucking, that'll be interesting. Other thing, right, and this is true, yeah, they got fucking vending machines where you can buy knickers, but knickers that people have worn. And I'll be definitely writing about that at all. <laughs> Maybe I'll make it so, like, I don't know. You know, Gulliver goes small in Japan. He has to get a pair of them knickers and use them as a parachute or something. They are on every fucking street corner. You can't move them. Everyone's wandering around carrying d- dirty knickers. They've both buying out these machines. You or I, right? You or I would probably go for a can of 7-Up or a Topic. Not these cunts. Dirty knickers. Dirty knickers. Yeah. They thrive on it. They're yenning. Yen's the name of their money. Out comes a pair of knickers. And then, like, it might be a businessman. You see him, bold as brass. He doesn't even try to hide it. He goes up. Puts his yen in, gets the knickers out, then he just might fold them up, stick them in his briefcase, and carry on about his business. Fuck knows what he does when he gets home, but that's the that's what we're talking about. Japan's a funny place. Yeah, there's different 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 lands, different cultures. I'm not going to judge them. You know, they might think, but buying a seven Everyone's up or a different. topic, they might think that's weird. You know, they might think a to- fucking topic, whole hazelnuts in a chocolate bar. You're mad. You could it's a choking hazard. <clears throat> But, you know, that's our culture. I love nothing than a bag of McCoys. But over there, they, they have sushi. It's all different. They have raw fucking fish. That's their version of McCoys. Fish, not even cooked. Imagine that. <laughs> no, no <laughs> chips, nothing like that. No, no. They just have it with it's a bit of like rice. It's not chippy. It's not deep fried or anything. 
Let me have a bit of fucking cold rice, mate. But you know, and you're telling me. I mean, this is as good as any made-up country, but this is all fucking true. It's happening over there. Now, uh, but I mean, as <laughs> going I on always right say, now, as as I always say, and if you go through the entire story of my travels, this is probably the the takeaway message: don't knock it till you've tried it. Right? <laughs> I was going to actually call the book that, <laughs> but they uh, discouraged me from it. <laughs> I might do a self-help book. Once I finish all this, separate. Spin-off. Or a podcast. Don't knock it till you've tried it with Gulliver. Yeah, and it's <laughs> all the different things out. I've seen in different countries. Some made-up countries, some real countries. But i tell you something else as well. Some things are stranger than fiction, right? <laughs> Lilliput, fucking weird. Japan, weirder. Which one's real, which one isn't? Think I'm on. thinking of putting a book out called Gulliver's Believe It or Not. Because I've been collecting lots of facts and weird facts from around the world. And I'll stick them out of a book, sell it at Christmas. Some cunts are pretty yeah, good podcasts about it. One of them ones that you stick, small one, on the counter at the shop. Because I'm thinking, I'm not just getting it in at Waterstones and Smiths. I could also get it in them trendy shops like, you know, fucking Urban Outfitters. And you leave it on the counter. And someone's, uh, God, they bought uh, their main things. And then they say, they think, oh, that's good. That's a stocking filler. Gulliver's Believe It or Not. What's that? Four ninety nine. Yeah, I'll fucking Sorted. chop that in the basket as well. People buy these things on a whim, you know. So, if they uh, hear there's going to be raw fish, fights with giant wasps, that sort of stuff, they think, yeah, that's, that's a bit of fun. Christmas Day, I can see us reading bits out. I'll be on the front cover in the top right-hand corner dressed as Harlequin. In the uh, little box. Being lifted onto a roof by a monkey. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we are. I think we'll leave it there because we're on the brink mm. of starting part three. So we'll we'll try and do that next week. Uh, we've made progress. It's been good. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, please come to our live shows because we'd love to see you. Bye uh, bye bye. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.